you are so much tougher. And that's what's been really cool about motherhood in general is like learning how how strong I am and how tough I am and that God made women to be these miraculous people who do this miraculous thing. And it's it's truly unbelievable. Getting pregnant and giving birth are two of the most exciting things you can ever hope to experience in this life. The moment you think you could be pregnant, you're frantically searching for all the best information, which is why you're here today. I'm Stephanie King, and with my many years of experience as a professional childbirth educator, doula, and lover of all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, I'm here to make preparing for your birth enjoyable, empowering, and totally easy. Each week, I'll cover different topics, interview professionals, and get into the nitty-gritty birth stories from mamas just like you. And when you're ready for more, you can join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com, where I take you step-by-step through exactly how to prepare your mind, body, spirit, and partner for a birth you love. So let's get started. It's time. The My Essential Birth postpartum course is here. Whether you're pregnant, just got baby home, or weeks and months into postpartum, this is the course for you. No more wondering what's normal for your body postpartum, if baby's eating or pooping enough, or how to get a good latch. You now have an all-in-one resource where you can click a topic and get the answer. Learn more at myessentialbirth.com forward slash postpartum and add it onto the My Essential Birth course for even less when you bundle them at checkout. Already in the course? Check your student library and add the course for the same discount. I can't wait to support you on your postpartum journey. You guys are going to love this. The reviewer of the week is 13021310241026717. And she says, incredible. <laughs> she said, I just found this podcast at 16 weeks pregnant and wish I would have found it sooner. These women are doing incredible work by educating and providing women a resource to learn. Love their opinions and outlooks on birth with their honest experiences the best podcast on pregnancy and birth well thank you numbers is what i'm going to call you um i greatly appreciate that i'm glad that you are listening in and gaining all of that knowledge and good information and i'm excited this week we have another birth story for you guys and another my essential birth mama so without further ado jamie will you take a moment and introduce yourself please hi yeah i'm my name is Jamie Peterson. Um, I am 30 years old. I live in Minnesota with my husband, Eric, uh, my daughter, Noah, and my dog, Murphy. I was told I couldn't forget about him. Um, so yeah, we live in Minnesota. <laughs> um, the weather's finally getting nicer. So yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit about me. Um, I love it. And then tell me a little bit about your pregnancy. What did that look like for you? Um, I mean, my pregnancy was pretty standard, pretty normal. Um, nothing super wild or crazy. Um, I don't, don't get me wrong. I hated being pregnant. I hated it. Um, I was not (laughs) one of those women who are like, oh my gosh, like this is the best. No, it was, it was, um, there was just a lot of changes that I, I guess people tell you about, but I guess I wasn't actually ready for like, oh, and now I can't eat 
you know, a sandwich from Jimmy John's. Oh, my jeans don't fit me anymore. You know, all these little things Mm. where you're like, oh, you have these realizations and it's just, it can be challenging. Um, but outside of that things, you know, were pretty straightforward. Um, extreme fatigue at the beginning. Again, I don't feel like anyone tells you about that part. Um, I was so tired. Um, and yeah, all I wanted to do was lay on the couch, but, um, I had to work. I worked kind of all throughout my pregnancy. So, um, I think too, going to work and getting out of the house made it easier. The fatigue was easier to handle when I was like doing something else rather than having the option to lay on the couch, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like even like focusing on it, right? Like sitting there and thinking about it and thinking about how you're sick instead of like being distracted with something. Same thing works for labor sometimes, right? So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think distraction is a good thing. Did you have any concerns that came up during pregnancy? Anything from your providers? Changing of due dates, induction or comments about that? Anything like that? No, um, the only thing that I had that was, I guess, a little bit concerning was um, I failed my glucose test like miserably like so bad. Um, yeah, I remember taking it the one hour and being like, okay, yeah, like I got this. I'm going to go to Raising Cane's after it's going to be great. We're going to celebrate my, <laughs> my glucose test. And then I was sitting there and they, the nurse had left that little machine that they do the reading next to me. And I, I read the number off to her. I'm like, Hey, it's done. It says 186. She's like, Oh no, honey. Like, no, no. It's supposed to, you know, 130 or something like that. And so it was, I mean, I was like, I have diabetes, you know, I was beside myself and she's like, no, no, like wait till the three hour, you'll be fine. Um, and she was right. Once I took my three hour, I passed super easily. No problem with that. Um, but like, yeah, we, we went on a diabetes protocol at my house for like two weeks. Um, it was, yeah, it was a lot, but I mean, that was really the only thing that was even remotely um, concerning, I suppose. But no, um, my blood pressure was pretty low, they said. Um, and yeah, no, no, no real talks of induction or anything like that. I did ask, I said, hey, just because I was concerned with um, timing for my my job, I was like, hey, I don't, I don't want to go way over because my maternity mm-hmm. leave has, it has a start date and an end date. Like can, what, you know, and they're like, well, we probably won't induce you till you're at least 41 weeks. So, which was honestly kind of a test. Like, hey, what do you guys, you know, it was kind of my way of asking them like, hey, what's your guys' um, protocol with induction? And I mean, I like the answer seemed like the right one. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you knew to ask. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about your providers. What kind of provider did you choose? Were you in hospital, out of hospital? Um, did you interview some different providers or were you happy with yours from the beginning? What was that like for you? So I, um, I knew I wanted to have my first baby in a hospital. I didn't, I, I didn't really know any different, I guess. Um, and so that's was important to me. And so, um, yeah, that was important to me, um, to have a, a hospital birth just cause I didn't, I didn't really know any better. And I was just kind of like, well, you know, I just wanted to have all my safety nets in place. Um, and so then, um, I went to an OBGYN office and they have both OBs and midwives and NPs and PAs. And so I saw basically that's everybody awesome. honestly, except an OB. Like I was like, I want to keep this as, um, low intervention as I can. And, um, so they were really helpful with that. And the downside though, was that I had to meet a bunch of different providers. Like I could stick with the same one if I wanted the same midwife for every single appointment, but they were like, that one might not be the one who delivers your baby. So it might be, 
advantageous to meet with everybody, which I did. And so I had my favorites and my not so favorites. And there was actually a, an NP that I really liked. And I was like, can you deliver mm. this? Can you just make an exception and deliver my baby? And she's like, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked my providers. They were all um, really understanding. And it was kind of that post-COVID era where, you know, I mean, things were a little bit weird, but overall they were really understanding and did a great job. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how about your birth partner? What, how Was he supportive? Was he like, was there any questions that he had going in? Did you have, were you like, I want, you said like low intervention and stuff. Did you want to go unmedicated? Was he supportive of that? Like, what did it look like for you guys working together? Um, I always knew that I wanted to at least try to have an unmedicated birth. I wanted to get the information, gather as much as I could and do my best to have that be the reality. Um, and I told that to my husband and he was like, all right. My husband is very supportive, but I joke that thank goodness that pregnancy lasts nine months because it took him nine months to learn how to support me. And for me, nine months to learn how to be supported by him. Um, definitely at the beginning, it was challenging because I don't look pregnant but I am acting pregnant. Like I am <laughs> so tired. All I want to do is lay on the couch and he'd kind of be like, are you going to, are you going to move today or no? Like, and it was never like, <laughs> it was never like mean, but it was like, oh, you really don't get it. You know, and I can say all the things like, yeah, I don't feel good, you know, but I don't look any different. Um, and I remember too, one time, um, it was August at this point, it was August and I was probably like, I don't know, six weeks pregnant, feeling like garbage and not wanting any food, like nothing sounds good. He made a beautiful like pot roast in August, a pot roast in August in general. I was like, what are you doing? But then the fact that I didn't eat it, he was like, ah, oh, like, and so it, we had these little, I mean, just little funny things like back and forth that just, yeah, it was but no, I mean, when I told him my goals of um, having an unmedicated birth, I could tell he really respected that and wanted to do anything he could to help facilitate that and be a part of that. Because, yeah, I mean, he he's he's always been supportive in everything that I've done. So I knew this would be no no different. That's awesome. I think that is huge. Like one less thing to have to worry about when and I, I kind of love I feel like we're going to use that as a quote the week this comes out where you were talking about it took nine months for him to know how to support me and nine months to know how to be supported by him. I think that is like there's wisdom in the statement that you made right there. And I think that's absolutely true of every couple. Um, so I, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Yeah. Um, will you tell me a little bit about your preparation? What did you do? Obviously, you're my essential birth course student. I want to hear kind of maybe when you jumped into that, how many weeks you were, if you and your birth partner, you know, did this together, um, all that, like, what was your daily? What did the daily stuff look like for you? What really made a difference? What did that look like? So I think I started listening to the podcast first. Um, I think that was like right around like 12 weeks, like pretty early on. And so I just kind of started to get my feet wet, like, okay, here's what we're doing. And the whole time I'm like, no, 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 like I don't need the birth course. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to all these episodes. And then like, as time went on, I would, I would listen, you know, to the things that you guys had recommended and, um, 
It, but I wasn't really taking action until probably like the 30 week mark. And then I was kind of like, okay, time to start doing some stuff. So I had to look at when I purchased the birth course. It was January 31st. And so that was a little less than eight weeks until my due date. Um, and so I bought it and I was like, Eric, have a seat. We've got some stuff to go through. Um, so that's kind of um, birth course of what I did. We would watch it every night when I got home from work. I would sit on one of those like bouncy birth balls the whole time and kind of do my figure eights and my hip stuff. And um, and that's where I watched it. We'd spend about an hour to an hour and a half um, at night watching those together. And two, I think another really big thing that I did for preparation was I visited a Webster certified chiropractor starting at I think really early on to like, again, 12 weeks. Um, And that was so important. So I did that. And then, yeah, so the squats. I wasn't a forward leaning inversion. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I just, it was too much head rush, but I tried, but squatting. And I never really made it to, you guys were like, yeah, you should be able to spend, you know, upwards of like 10 minutes in these squats. And I was not, I made it about two minutes, but I did it often. Um, yeah. I also walked a ton. My mom and sister and I would walk at our local community center at least three times a week for like an hour, hour and a half each time. My sister was pregnant as well. So that was kind of nice to oh, have fun. Yeah, go through that t- together. Um, yeah. And so walked and walked and walked. And then toward like the 35 week mark, I was starting to get really big and I was like, I got to be done with work, all that kind of stuff. So then my maternity leave, I think started when I was like 37, 38 weeks. So then I was going to the chiropractor more often and I started acupuncture at that point. So the acupuncture was kind of, Hey, can we kind of try to get things moving a little bit? Um, we also <coughs> we also hired a doula um, on March third, and I was Love due it. March March eighteenth. <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, I want to do every single thing I can to succeed at this goal, and so it was more so. I mean, I wanted my husband to have a way to support me because I wasn't sure I was going to be able to tell him how I needed to be supported. So the doula was a good way for to bridge kind of the communication gap between my husband and I, likely when I would be in like raging labor. That was kind of what I was picturing if she would be able to kind of help everybody help each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Is that, is, does that, was that accurate for you? No. No. Okay. Mm -mm. I love it. We all have our plans, right? And then we go into labor. (laughs) Yes. And our doula was a sweet, oh, bless her soul. But no, it did not go, birth did not go how I had planned. Okay. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Okay. So you talked about, did you happen to do any of the relaxation practice, meditations? Did you do any of that stuff? Yes, a little bit. I really liked the affirmations. That was something that I listened to a lot. Like my body was made to birth, like my baby and I are safe. All that kind of stuff was really cool. The actual meditations, 
I've never been able to successfully meditate. I couldn't get out of my own head to just lay there and chill. So I tried, but that really wasn't for me. Um, the, the frozen bag of peas for the labor practice, my husband and I did that. I think he liked that part. That was funny. Um, <laughs> But so to answer your question, kind of, but that wasn't like something that was a major, a major thing for me. Okay. Was there anything specific that you did for your mental space in preparation? You talked about affirmations. Was there anything else in the way of communication or um, how you were thinking about things or talking to your baby that really helped you? I felt like at nighttime when I would wake up in the middle of the night and like she wouldn't be moving or something. I don't know. Like I would just not really feel her. Um, It was more so I would talk to God who I felt like would then talk. It was like me, my baby and God. We were like this little, you know, this little tripod. But yeah, I, I mean, not really. I, I didn't really feel like I communicated that way, but I definitely would pray about her a ton because um, I had a lot of anxiety. Pregnancy is an anxiety-provoking thing. There's just so much that can go wrong. There's so much. And so or just you, your mind can just race and you just you just get to this place where you're in your own head because your husband's not pregnant. He doesn't know what you're going through. And, you know, and so um, that was, I think, I leaned a lot on prayer at that point too. Um, and that made me feel really comfortable. Yeah, I like that. Um, how about leading up? You talked about acupuncture. Did you happen to do any like red raspberry leaf or evening primrose, anything to prep yourself that way? I crushed the red red raspberry leaf tea for sure. That was like every every night, probably starting at like 32 weeks, I would guess. Um, 34. I don't know. Whenever they, whenever they say to do it is, um, I think right around where I started doing that. I also did the harvesting of the colostrum. I tried that a little bit. That was interesting. Um, that was more so like, I think to keep me busy because <laughs> it was, it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting, interesting thing, but yes, the red raspberry leaf tea I did, I would, I still eat, um, these granola bars that have dates in them. So that was that, but no, I mean, yeah, the tea definitely. I love it. Okay, take me through your birth from that very first contraction until you gave birth. Yes. Okay, so well, let's start at like 36 weeks. I went in and this the whole cervical check thing, that was a big thing for me. I was like, do I, don't I, what's going to, you know. So my first one, I was like, go for it. Check me, see what happens. And it kind of hurt. And I was like, at the same time, my the it was an NP actually who was doing it. My NP and I both go, whoa, at the same time, because I was like, oh, I was uncomfortable. But she was also like, whoa. She was like, you're already two and a half centimeters dilated. Like, wow. She was like, I, she said these words, I would jump for joy if I had your cervix. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. Thank so you. that was encouraging. <laughs> um, so then that was kind of, and then like 38 weeks, we tried a membrane sweep and I think I was like three, three and a half at that point. And then the midwife looked at me who did my membrane sweep and she's like, you're going to have a baby this weekend. Like, get ready. I didn't have a baby. Like there was no baby. So we should never say that. Well, right. I know because they were just so sure. Right. So whatever. So by 39 weeks, I'm, I'm now off maternity or I'm on maternity leave 39 weeks and like five days. 
I'm like this baby. I need this baby to come out of me because I, I'm already off work and then I have to go back to work on the same day, no matter what. So I'd rather spend time with her. So, you know, I'm doing uh, my chiropractor, my acupuncture. I had both of those that morning. And then I had a, a trip to the, the OB office at like 3.30 that day. And then I told my mom, hey, I'll meet you at this, this local, local bar in Excelsior for what they call a labor inducer burger. I'm like, at this point, why not? Like, let's do it. So her, my husband and my dog, they were all going to meet us there. It was going to be great. I'm like, yeah, I just got to run to my appointment really quick. No worries. See you guys in a bit. Yeah. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I went in and she's like, how you doing? I'm like, you know, I'm sick of being pregnant. And she was like, okay, well, you know, we can do a membrane sweep. And I'm like, well, last one didn't work. So, you know, whatever. And she was like, okay, well, do you want me to check you? I'm like, go for it. Like, why don't you check me? If you feel like a membrane sweep is really going to do the trick, then go for it. Let's do it. So she checked me and she was like, oh, you're five and a half centimeters dilated. And I was like, okay, do you think a membrane sweep is going to work? And she's like, it, it should. I have pretty good luck with them. And I was like, okay, go for it then. I mean, what are the downsides? And she said, well, it could break your water, but I mean, I doubt it. And so I said, okay, well, go for it. The minute she went for it, <laughs> my water was everywhere, gut gushing. Oh. It gushes out of you. And I'm like, oh, and we both just kind of looked at each other like, Ugh. and so prior to that, she had listened to my baby's heart rate on the Doppler and she was like, ah, oh, you know, it's a little, it's a little lower. Something was concerning. And so I want to monitor her for a while after we do your membrane sweep. Okay, well, now I have water all over the floor. It's like running underneath the doorway into the clinic. Oh my like goodness. it was, yeah. And so at this point, it's like 4 p.m., right? 4 p.m. She's like, okay, I still want to hook you up. I still want to listen to the baby and all. Okay, sounds good. And so she's she has me hooked up and I'm like, do you mind if I call my husband? Because he was at his parents' house getting our dog. And so I call him and he's like, oh my word, I'm on my way. You know, so he's rushing. I'm just chilling on the on the table while they're listening to the heart rate. And he's not there yet. And he calls me. He's like, I'll be right there. I'm at the split. And I'm like, what split are you talking about? He thought I was at the other location. So he drove past me. And so he, yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, so he was a little late to getting there, but that's okay. Um, so I was just sitting there in the they would come back in and kind of check on the monitor. And she she said, you're having contractions. Like, do you feel them? And I'm like, no, not, I mean, not really. Uh. And so then she was like, okay, well, you know, the baby's heart rate is dipping at areas in your contractions where we, it, we don't love it. So I think you should go to the hospital and I was texting with my doula at that point And she's like, whatever you do, don't let them make you go to the hospital. And so I'm like, ah, uh, uh, you know, like who's right here. And so ultimately I, I kind of sat there and prayed about it and just kind of thought about it. And I'm like, I, I I'm going to go to the hospital because that's what felt right to me. And that's what it kind of seemed like it was the right move. So we finally left the clinic at like four 30 to in the uh, 15 minutes to the hospital. And so I have all these towels wrapped around me and I'm going to the hospital with my husband and we're in the car and I'm I'm on the phone with my brother-in-law telling him where everything is and I'm having like little contractions, but nothing crazy. So 
we get there and they're like, oh yeah, we've been expecting you. Come on in. They don't take me to triage or anything like that. And so the nurse just kept saying like, okay, get settled in. Life is good. Get settled in. We'll keep checking on you in a little bit. Just get settled in. And I'm like, okay. So we get there at like 530, I'd say. She's like, yep, order dinner. It's going to be great. So then she comes back to place like an IV in me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I don't want anything crazy or, you know, and she goes, yep. She goes, it's, you know, kind of asked me a few other questions like, okay, you know, do you want X, Y, Z, all these other like interventions or are you opposed to, and I was like, you know what, I want to, yeah, I want to do it as unmedicated and low intervention as possible. And then she shared that she had the same experience when she birthed her baby. So then I was like, oh, I'm in great hands. Like this girl knows what's up. So then she placed an IV and I was like, I don't want to be hooked up to anything. And she's like, nope, I won't hook you up to a thing. Don't worry about it. So then I had some big contractions when she was doing that. And again, though, she was like, yep, get settled in. I'll see you guys later. So then at like six o'clock, I'm like, okay, wow, I'm not getting a break from these. Like, I thought we could time them. Like, we're not timing them. Like what, you know? And so then I send a picture to my friend at 610 and I said like, this is no fun. And it was a selfie of me. And I was like, this is awful. So then all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, this is getting bad. So my doula said, when you want her to come to the hospital, that's when you need to call her. So I called her and I said, hi, I'm officially requesting your presence at the hospital. And she said, okay. She goes, well, stay on the phone for a little bit. I just want to hear kind of where you're at with things. And I had a contraction. She goes, oh, okay, I'm coming. She was like, why don't you have them put you in a bath and I'll be right there. Sounds good. So I told my husband, I was like, call the nurses in immediately. And so they came in, they're like, Hey, what's up? Like, it's only been an hour. Like, what are you, what are you up to? And I was like, I'm dying. I would like a bath. And she goes, okay, great. She goes and turns on the water. She's like, you know what? Let's check you first before you get in the water. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure. She texts me and she goes, okay, you are at a nine. There is no <laughs> bath for you. And so I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like, and up until that point, I'd been having contractions. And the only thing that worked, I mean, my husband's like, do you want this ball? No. Peanut ball? No. Him touching me? No. Like all the things I thought I would, you right. know, all the things I thought I would want, none of it. So then all I could do was like drape my hands over his shoulders and just hang there. Like, cause he's mm-hmm. like six six two or so. And so I would just hang my hands over his shoulders and just like breathe through it. And it, I mean, it was, it was bad, but like, yeah, I was like, there's no way this is as bad as it gets. And that's what I kept thinking is like, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. And so then it was, at, I was at a nine and I'm like, okay, you know? And so then Eric, my husband said that at that point, he's like, I swear people came rushing in, lights were dropping from the ceiling. Keep in mind, my doula isn't here yet. Um, oh, man. So, yeah. So the midwife came in and she said, great, it's time to push. Like, let's do it. So then I started pushing and that was probably at like 645, I would say. And I didn't really know how to push. Um, I was like making noise and they were like, hey, push your baby down and out. Don't let any noise come out of your mouth. And I was like, okay. So I tried one. I was like, like, like tried to just really like think down and out. And they were like, that was great. And I remember saying, well, that wasn't that bad. I can do it again. You know? And so I, I just kind of kept going. And there was one point back to like my, my daughter's heart rate. There was one point where the nurse put one of those like little monitors on me. Cause I wasn't wearing anything. And she put one on me and she goes, are we okay with this heart rate? And I was like, oh no. 
And so then I started to get a little bit worried um, just internally. I didn't say anything, but then I was like, okay, I got, I got it. It was kind of motivating for me to push her out. Mm-hmm. And then at 710, she was here. Um, so my water broke at 410. She was here at 710. That was going to be my question. What was the time of your water breaking? That's crazy. And this is your first baby. Correct. And so that's why when I was like, excuse me, nurses, they were all like, hey, listen, we did not expect you to go this quickly. Like it was, you know, yeah, they were kind of all just like, what in the world? And I imagine, too, because it sounds like you were so calm. The way that you're explaining, it's like, yes, contractions were heavy, but I was expecting something worse. So I just Mm -hmm. kept moving through them or even pushing like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I can do that again, especially from a first time mom. I mean, that is that's interesting. I think I was just expecting. I mean, and I'm not just not here to say it's easy at all, but I was kind of like, it's only going to get worse. I think because of the timing. Part of me wonders if I have that if I ever had that classic like 24 hour labor, like could I have made it unmedicated? I don't know. But the three-hour really short period of time was was pretty nice. Yeah, that's that's really neat. Were there um, things that you were doing during your contractions that made them easier for you? Kind of self-talk you were doing? Were you swaying your hips, moving around? Were you just in the bed? How, how did you work through contractions? I definitely just tossed my hands over my husband's shoulders and then I did kind of sway my hips. So I was kind of at like a 90 degree angle, almost maybe more like a, I don't know, 120, I guess. And like swaying my hips and that helped. Yeah, that's a big one. I I mean, that's like a constant that you hear for moms, right? Movement is huge. Um, And I love the idea of hanging too, bringing your belly forward and and constant movement. That's really awesome. Um, Do you want to take a moment and talk about your postpartum? I mean, was everything good with baby? Was it immediate skin to skin? Did you have anything planned postpartum that way? Immediate skin to skin. She latched right away. That was amazing. Um, We had made that clear that we wanted delayed cord clamping. And she came out and bless my husband's soul. It was very funny looking back now, but the provider was like, okay, dad, you want to cut the cord? He, and he doesn't say boo. Like he's, he's so sweet. He goes, I thought we were supposed to wait. (laughs) And she goes, we've waited long enough. Like it's, it's done pulsing. And I don't, I still don't really believe her, but it felt like 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, so then that was good. My stitches were horrible. They had to have like multiple people come in and do my stitches. I had like a second degree tear, but yeah, everything was good. She was healthy. I was up and walking right away. Just kind of like, okay, what now? What now? That's really neat. Um, how about your husband? Were there certain things that he did during the labor process that were really encouraging or helpful um, or you felt really grateful for? And it can be just that he was there, but was there anything like that? I think just that he was there and he's just not an emotional guy in general. Like, and so just knowing how proud he was of me and having him tell me like, Hey, I'm really proud of you. was, was really cool. And yeah, like he, I'm like, I'm gonna cry. He was like, (laughs) just like thinking back, like he was, he was like just tearing up and like, you could just tell like the he and I, we brought us so much closer together and it was, it was really cool, even though it only lasted like, I don't know what it felt like 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. There's, it, there's nothing like it. I mean, you can't describe it to anybody in a way that will ever make any sense until you're 
they're doing it. But yeah, it is extremely bonding. I love Truly. that you had that experience. Yeah. Um, you know that I like to end these episodes. I love to talk about what's your best advice for moms and best advice for dads that you could think of. So with that in mind, let us know what you're thinking. Best advice for moms, I would say, would be just get as much information as you can. As anxiety-provoking as it can be sometimes, it's also super empowering. So then at that point, like you're feeling empowered. But if it doesn't go your way, and you, you know, you do end up having to get an epidural or going against something that you had thought would would be your plan, you can at least feel like you did your best. You left nothing else on the table and you came in there, you know, as prepared as you could be. Yeah. But I think if you prepare, I, I mean, I I can only I can only attribute how positive and great my birth was to the preparation that I did and that I learned about on this podcast. Um, I also want to do like a, like a, a one, a, a little like for, I want to do two is what I'm trying to say. Um, (laughs) also like you, you are so much tougher than you know. And that carries on through like being a mom. Childbirth is hard and it's tough, but oh my word, you are tougher. You are so much tougher. Having a baby is hard. Breastfeeding, pumping, whatever is hard. But you are so much tougher. And that's what's been really cool about motherhood in general is like learning how how strong I am and how tough I am and that God made women to be these miraculous people who do this miraculous thing. And it's it's truly unbelievable. I I love it so much. I've become so passionate about birth after having the experience that I had and getting all this information. It's I I hope every every pregnant person listens to podcasts and does all this because it's it's it was so rewarding. Okay, now for dads. Your wife is tougher than you think she is. But just because she is doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you know, acknowledge that or be sympathetic. Um, and yeah, I just think I just I kind of get it though. Like I, it's got to be hard being a guy, and that's what my husband said too. He's like, it was just so hard seeing you in those moments where I couldn't do anything, you know, other than be there to support you. Like I would love to take your pain away. I would love to go through it myself, but. You, you, you feel helpless. And so that's a whole nother thing that they kind of have to work through is feeling like, what, what can I really do? You know? And I mean, when we do try to find ways that they can help. And again, my husband was more than supportive, but um, yeah, I would just say listening to your partner because there is a true like intuition and just feelings that we get as mothers. Um, and I think if if your partner has a goal of doing, you know, an unmedicated birth or an, a home birth or whatever, I think just respecting that and honoring that and doing absolutely everything you can to support her is great. Yeah, I, I think that's excellent advice for both moms and dads. I just realized as we're sitting here chatting, did your doula ever make it to your birth? <laughs> she made it. <laughs> she made it. Um, when I was pushing and bless her soul, she came in and she's like, Hey, Jamie, you said you wanted to push on all fours. You're on your back. Should we move you? 
And I was like, no, I can't move. Like this is, and she goes, let me help you. And so she moved me onto all fours. She talked me through. She was really great, like with her words. And she was, she was just so cool. She was like, you're, you are creating space for this baby. Like just kind of was framing birth in ways that I had never thought about before. And like really giving you like a, a visual of what birth is and what was actually happening in my body, which was great. So she was there by my bedside when I was pushing. I bet she got there at like probably 6.58 and I had her at 7.10. Yeah. So she also took pictures of us on my iPhone and then she also helped with breastfeeding. And then, oh, I also encapsulated my placenta. So she helped with facilitating that. And then she kind of peaced out, and but it was cool because she came back and visited us, and she um, watched our baby for like an hour w- when we were home, so that we could take a shower and stuff. And so, yeah, she kind of had like a we had like a kind of a a reunion of sorts a couple weeks in, and so that was fun to kind of rehash everything. That's awesome. Um, we take a moment actually and just talk about the placenta encapsulation, and if you ended up using it, enjoying it, what your thoughts are on that for other moms listening. Yeah. So I did the placenta encapsulation. I found a really great company who like comes and gets it from the hospital and like then delivers everything to your door, packages it really cute and stuff like that. Um, it was, it was good. I used the pills. Um, they made little capsules and it's really hard to say. I did not suffer from any postpartum depression, anxiety at all really. And so my thought process was kind of like, well, what can it hurt? You know, if anything, it's going to help. So for that reason, I went for it. Um, it definitely like felt a little bit strange. It didn't, they didn't taste great, obviously, but I don't, I mean, I definitely don't think it hurt. I would say it, it helped if anything, I, and it, it made me feel like I was doing again, everything that I could to have a successful experience postpartum, except make sure you take your stool softeners. Don't give up on those early. Mm. I'm just going to, I didn't know I that part. One. Yeah. No one told me that part. And I was like, oh, why do I have to take these? And then I kind of started to realize like, oh, okay, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would recommend placenta encapsulation if you're comfortable with it. That was the thing my husband was like, okay, really? So then I had him listen to the, I had him listen to the episode, the, the podcast episode and was like, ah, let's try it. You know? So yeah. yeah, there was really no downside. So I'm glad I did it. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Jamie. Thank you for yeah. your story and for your wisdom and your time. And and I can't wait for other women to hear this. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored to be here. And yeah, it was, I really appreciate your podcast. And I really, really, truly don't think I would have had as positive of an experience as I did and and feel as passionate about birth now as I as I do. I absolutely love it. And yeah, I recommend it to every single person that I've that tells me they're pregnant. Well, thank you for saying yeah. all of that. And it happens. You, I mean, I didn't know I was going to get into birth work and still, until I started having babies. And then I had a really great experience. So once you're hooked, you're hooked. <laughs> if you loved what you heard today, the very best way to support this podcast and help other moms to find it is to leave a quick review. I read one at the beginning of the episodes and I would love for yours to be next. And if you're ready for even more pregnancy, birth, and postpartum goodness, Come join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com, where I will hold your hand and walk you through pregnancy and birth step-by-step so you're totally prepared for a birth you'll love. 
see you next week.